0: Last week, uh, I think it was Wednesday, uh, this very anticipated uh, playtest booklet came out. The Marvel Multiverse role-playing game. Uh, We kind of did an episode a few uh, months ago uh, giving our thoughts as to whether or not, uh, you know, uh, paying to playtest a game has merits and all that. And, you know, for for $10, uh, I picked up a copy. Uh, I've also picked up the Demiplane uh, uh, copy as well. Uh, We're going to look through that. It is available on Roll20. Uh, They just announced that uh, you can pick up the version of it on Roll20. I apologize. My voice is kind of strained and very rough tonight because I just got back from PAX East last night. Very late at night. But stick around. We're going to give our thoughts on the Marvel Multiverse role-playing game that is coming that that just came out last week hey everyone welcome to victory condition gaming my name is doug tonight we're giving our initial thoughts on this playtest booklet that just came out it retails for $9.99 you can pick it up on um pretty much in front of local game stores your comic book shops uh Roll twenty, Demiplane. Actually, I picked up the Demiplane. It arrived while I was at Pax East to my house, and I wanted to look at it and read it, read up on it uh, while uh, while I was at Pax East. So in the evenings, uh, I tried to c- commit a couple hours just to read uh, the Demiplane version. Uh, I I'm going to tell you right now if you, if you're really chomping at the bit to uh, to play this and you don't mind having a digital format of, of this, uh, check out the Demi Plane. I'll put I, I forgot to put the link of uh, where where you can p- pick this up digitally uh, and uh, I think I can probably put it on Amazon there too uh, down below. But if you're watching this, uh, p- click on the description and I'll put the uh, I'll put the links to all that that stuff down there. Jason, you, you actually got to pick, you picked up a copy of this on Demi Plane as well uh, as yep. we were talking during PAX East. Uh, you, your, your thoughts, uh, you, you like, uh, you like it, uh, pretty well for the most part on, on Demiplane? Do you, yeah. Actually, do you wish you th- had, uh, v- had, uh, ordered a, a physical copy instead? Oh,
1: Lord, no. Uh-uh. Sorry. Not for a play test. This is basically like an Ashcan version of a role-playing game where you're getting like the bare bones, you know, not barely edited kind of, you're going to toss it eventually anyway. So right. I'm not concerned with having just the PDF for this.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and ben, honestly, you, the
1: the Demiplane implementation is really good. So
0: it is, it is. It reminds me a lot of, and we t- talked about this a little bit before we went live. it Reminds me a little bit of, and uh, well, actually, a lot of the uh, Cortex, uh, the way the system is online for them uh, in uh, their digital uh, tool sets that that they have on, on their websites. Uh, I, I I really like that format. I think it looks. Re- I think that's really cool. And we'll take a little look about. We'll take a look at it here in just a moment uh, when I bring it on the screen as we give our initial thoughts. Ben, were you able to pick up a a physical copy at your store?
2: I I did get a physical copy uh, in my shop. We got a few copies. I grabbed one off the shelf to check out Uh, because you kids and your PDFs, I don't don't understand you. (laughs) you.
0: Um, Before we we get too far in, I just want to say that uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast of this uh, this episode, you can join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we, we do all sorts of uh, lists and initial thoughts and all sorts of episodes every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, also, uh, we do actual plays uh, most of the time on, on Wednesday nights at 9 as well. So feel free to give us a follow, subscribe on YouTube, uh, all that uh, jazz. We, we greatly appreciate that. Um, if you would like to see a, an actual play of this game on the show, Hit the like button down below, and let me know in the comments if, if it's something you'd like to see as well. And uh, yeah, and and maybe maybe tell me what 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 villains you'd like to see the players, uh, uh, you know, fight against or, or or face off against. I think that would be that would be pretty fun. All right, let's dive right in. I'm gonna bring up the Demiplane version uh, on the screen, and we'll just we'll just go through uh, go through it. Chapter by chapter, if, if if that's okay with with you all, and if anybody has any uh, questions uh, as we're going through the chapter, feel free to uh, give your uh, thoughts and, and comments, and I'll try to keep an eye on those as as we go along. Um, so let's, you you guys all ready to, to dive right in? Sure. Yeah. Let's hit it. All right, all right, let's bring it on screen. All right, so Demiplane, you can go to uh, demiplane.com uh, and uh, and and buy this, and it's the same price as if you were to get the uh, the physical copy. Uh, super well laid out. Uh, of course, the first chapter is, of course, the introduction. You can't
1: use the word super for the rest of the broadcast, Oh, sorry, please. sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, the,
0: the, the first chapter is, of course, the introduction. just kind of tells you what the game is all about, what a role-play game is what you need you need the book you need a group of play, people to play with I would say usually you're probably going to want like at least a GM and two players you're probably going to want three or four probably five just so then that well, way
1: it depends if you're playing a group or not you could play yeah, a that's duo. True too. like you could do Power Man and Iron Fist with just two people
0: that's true that's true you very, very very good point Jason uh you you're going to want a set of th- of dice Uh, That's going to, you're going to want three D sixes. You're going to want two that are the same color and one that's a different color. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. Uh, You're going to want some character sheets, which they give you in this book and um, you can find them online uh, and download. Uh, And then you're going to want some pencil. You want to want a pencil and uh, some eraser. So just one pencil, just one, a a pencil, (laughs) a pencil. That's,
1: that's all you're going to do. You have to fight over it at the table. (laughs) And if it breaks, you're done. You're done. Yes. When, you're, when you run out of pencil, you're done. Uh,
0: so I kind of went over what, what you needed, the dice, the character sheets, the pencil. Uh, you're going to use this book. Uh, basically, if you're the GM you're gonna, or the narrator, they call the, the GM in this game uh, the narrator. Um, and then if you have any questions, you can go to www.marvel.com backslash RPG. That's pretty cool. And uh, I'm sure you can give uh, some feedback. In fact, if you look in the upper corner of, the, of this screen, uh, on Demiplane, it actually says submit uh, playtest f- feedback which is really neat to uh, That's have a, yeah, that's
2: that's really nice especially you know being a playtest rubric. Yeah absolutely it, a simple click away is
1: is you're going to get more feedback that way so Yeah yep. it, so, yeah definitely
0: uh, it also goes over you know some safety uh, considerations uh, with everyone make sure you're you're, uh, you're you're all having fun being respectful being kind Uh, Make sure you're all on the same page. Uh, uh, This goes over like a session zero, all the questions that you usually, uh, that you usually, uh, you know, ask when you, when you are starting out in an RPG uh, session. Uh, The other, the one thing that I uh, liked immediately off the bat was this, uh, it says, which universe? And basically this is the multiverse, the Marvel multiverse uh, role-playing game. So, I like the fact that they're basically letting you have your own Marvel Universe to play in. So like just because you've read you know comics and you've read m- movies and everything, they're like, okay, well this is one of the, one of the multiverses that you're, that your character's playing in, And sometimes if you take that character and play with another group, maybe you're visiting another multiverse, which I thought thought was very clever and, and, uh, and, and really uh, a great looks- way to kind of bring it in.
2: It's a really smart thematic way to basically tell your players and give them permission to break the, the canon. Like Yeah, you know, absolutely. have have fun with it. This is this is a role play game. It's meant to be fun. You don't have to worry about adhering to strict timelines or or you know
1: character relationships or or everything. Just do your yeah. own thing. Have have and, a good time with it. You know, in comic books, people are big on that sort of ridiculousness. Oh, they absolutely
0: are. They absolutely are. And, and, Spider-Man yeah, would fine. never
1: do this. Um, <laughs> like, so I
0: thought that was really clever. Worlds. I, I like that a lot, and uh, I thought that was that was great. Uh, and then it just kind of goes over more more play testing. Uh, so that's chapter one. Super easy. Super goes over just like the the uh, the uh, base stuff that uh, you need and and uh, how to get going. Now let's get to the core mechanics. That's what chapter two is. It just goes over, uh, you know, how to actually play the game. Uh, action checks. Uh, so this is, they call the 3D6 that you're going to roll, because I said you're going to have two die that are the same color and one that's a different color. They're calling that your D616. It's basically three six-sided dice. Um so, yeah, you're going to roll pretty much whenever you want to check. You're going to roll the uh, the three dice and compare it against any modifiers and then or you're going to apply the action modifiers and then compare it against a target number. So this is kind of where I'm I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with the system. And I Ben and I kind of talked about this a little <laughs> bit to uh, to uh, before we went live. Um so, a, a D, a, you roll a D616. So, anytime you roll 3D6 and that one colored die that is different than the other two rolls a one, that means that you rolled a fantastic roll as long as the other two dice aren't ones. So, and you're supposed to count the one as a six. I get where they're going with this, but that's kind of confusing for me. Like, you have to kind of remember that a one on that particular one die is actually a good thing. Whereas, we've been told all of our lives that ones are bad, and in this system, it's okay to roll you know, sixes. I don't know. It's okay to roll ones on one particular die, but not on another That's the... I totally get like how they're doing, why they're doing it. It's for me, unless I have branded Marvel dice, which they are going to package, uh, I think later on down the road, which is super smart. I'm not, I'm and, and it, it definitely gives them a way to sell Marvel branded, you know, six, one, six dice until I have those, or maybe I'll just, maybe I'll, I'll make my own or something. Uh, that's going to be kind of confusing for me. I don't know about you guys.
1: It's a gimmick. I get it. It's a gimmick, but it's not a difficult gimmick. Okay. It takes a couple. Of, it takes it takes a few minutes to really cement it in your brain. Honestly, yeah, it, um, it's it's a different color die. It's not like you got to keep track of multiple things.
2: There's only three dice being rolled on the table in these rolls, and it's.
0: And I haven't played it yet, so maybe I'm just over, and it could be just me just overthinking it. And that, that, I know it's hard to believe that maybe I overthink things, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Not you, <laughs>
2: and, and honestly, <laughs> it helps out in the fact that essentially your 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 dice pool has on that one die two sixes. Yeah, you, know, you can right. roll a regular six, and then you can roll your fantastic six. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, so I, I I I like that because you're superheroes you're supposed to be doing cool stuff more often so having a 1 on everything you know with the exception of when you roll triple 1s uh you know that that's fine i'm happy with it like it's it feels it feels like it's something that will maybe trip you up on your first couple of rolls and then after that it's going to just be second nature to be like oh
0: oh oh i did something cool sure uh, Aaron uh, in the comments here says uh, uh, it actually played seamlessly. Our players got the hang of it within a few minutes of actual play. And that's probably the case. I'm, I'm just probably overthinking it more, more than, uh, more than anything else. Uh, and this is kind of, and Ron has a great point and this is where I kind of feel we'll talk about this probably later on in the, in the, down the, down the road. But Ron says, I imagine someone new to RPGs being confused by this dice, dice mechanic uh, mechanic. And if, said newbie only knows the mcu then this mechanic won't be as cool to them yeah i that's kind of how i feel too i feel like I, this is a this is an rpg that is probably going to introduce a lot of folks just just like we had an episode about the avatar rpg and 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 uh in the powered by the apocalypse system and how that's going to introduce a lot of players like i feel like this is going to also introduce a lot of players this this is going to be one generation's first rpg
2: I, I disagree with Ron's first statement. Uh, if someone is new to RPGs and this is the only system they learn, it's not going to be hard for them at all
0: yeah.
2: because it's, it's what they know. Um, if, but yeah, I can definitely see it on the, uh, on the second half of the statement, you know, being if they're not familiar with the, the comic book concept of universe uh, of Earth 616, it,
1: it, you're kind of scratching your head why why (laughs) you have to take a couple of minutes to explain why a 616 is cool (laughs) but they explain it right at the beginning of the book so i guess it's it's it's, not it's not i don't think it's going to be a big
2: deal
0: uh eric also eric says that they didn't want 666 to be the best result that is yeah that's probably uh, true as (laughs) well Uh,
2: hashtag mephisto confirmed yes
0: uh okay so let's get uh, going a little bit further uh, it says applying action modifiers, add the character's action modifier for the ability. We'll see those in just a little bit uh, on the character sheet because they give a uh, character sheet. And usually the action modifier ranges between anywhere between minus five to plus 20. And sometimes there's uh, circumstantial modifiers to to the role. Uh, you compare the... the uh, The total to the target number. Uh, On an ordinary roll, if the total is greater or equal to the target number, you succeed in attempting. If the total is less than the target number, of course, you fail. Botched rolled. With a botched roll, it's basically uh, you roll ones and then also the Marvel uh one on the uh the one on the marvel roll i think right isn't that how it works you if you roll the marvel symbol on the the unique die and then uh, the two ones it's a botched roll
2: correct yeah Yeah. it's a marvel um,
0: symbol and double ones it's basically like crit failing
1: they have a they is is it called a botch or is not it called something else
0: no it says botched on there
1: okay i couldn't remember i read Uh, i read the rules through on like thursday or friday yeah I, week, so. I, I
0: i read them and had pax east at the same time so uh there's some stuff that stuck in my brain some stuff that i didn't so uh fantastic rule if the total the total is equal or greater to than the target number you achieve a fantastic success you didn't just succeed you triumphed and many powers in the marvel multiple universe uh in the mm rpg that's what i'm gonna call it from now on have special effects triggered by fantastic successes uh if your total is that less reminds than me a- Sorry, that, that
1: reminds me a lot of um, uh, like Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that, and some of the other uh, TCGs out there, where they have condition modifiers, where like you meet these conditions and this activates. You know, sure. Yep. I think they're they're kind of hoping to capture that as an RPG element now.
0: I also like the fact that it says if if the total is less than the target number, you, you failed at that action, but still something good happens. So it's like you failed, but this also it, you also kind of succeeded yeah. in, in some smaller way. I, I actually really really like that uh, part of this game. It's
1: so just, yeah, uh, it's not just you failed and you suck, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it says doing the math. It may seem like there are a lot of numbers flying around. Feel free to use a calculator. Of course, everybody's math uh, mathematics uh, abilities are. Uh, are varied. So, uh, yeah, feel free to, uh, bring some help. And if anybody, if you're playing at the table and anybody has to bring a calculator because they don't feel confident in their mathematical abilities, don't give them a hard time. Let's just put it out there like that. Uh, fantastic roles, uh, fantastic roles add extra drama to the game. So, uh, yeah, you get, uh, on a fantastic failure again, it's no, but a result, uh, something special still happens so the ultimate fantastic roll, lucky players might end up with an ultimate fit fa- i love this an ultimate fantastic roll. like that is great and that's basically when you roll the six one six you roll two six the two sixes on the two uh special color die and then the uh on, on the pair of dice and then the one on the uh on the special die I think that that's that's cool. Uh, the ultimate fantastic role is. I love the name for it. Uh, I think that's great. Uh, target numbers range from eight to forty uh, by default. Action checks are challenging. Uh, so if it's something, so you've got a little target number modifier chart right here where it says trivial, easy, routine, challenging, difficult, ridiculous, and impossible. Very cool.
1: That's uh, one of my favorite mechanics that they've introduced in this. The whole concept of target numbers. Really? Okay. Because it allows you to set a bar and then your character's abilities modify how difficult that bar is to reach. So everyone has a single number to focus on. Right. And then they're trying to use their character's abilities uh, Mm -hmm. or uh, creative role playing even to try and meet and exceed that bar. Like That really streamlines play when you're not, when everybody doesn't have their own individual like, oh, I need, a, I need a 14, I need a 17, he needs a 12, this guy needs a 12. Like, you don't, you don't need any tables. There's nothing to consult like the old days of uh, second edition d with Thaco where everybody's trying to figure out where, where they fall on the chart. Just, hey, your target number is 19. I have an agility that's ridiculously high, so it brings it down by seven points for me when I roll. That's all I need to worry about. Done. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that uh, statement as well. Uh, you check the action check format. If an action has a static target number, then the action check uses the format ability versus target number, uh, much as like a makeup might versus a target number 20 action check. Uh, edges and troubles. Let's talk about edges and troubles. So I thought this was kind of clever. Uh, if you if your character has like, it's kind of like an advantage or uh, they have like a favorable uh situation uh going well for them yeah, yeah. exactly you, you you're the narrator gm here in this situation can grant your uh car- character an edge uh if so you can re-roll a single die on that on that action check so if you roll three di- dice and you don't like uh one of them then you can roll uh re-roll one of them which is great and then sometimes you might have more than one edge so you can re-roll more than more than one die, which I think is pretty cool.
2: And the, the the thing to point out about these re-rolls is you don't just take whatever the new number is; you get to right. choose the higher. So if you choose to re-roll a two and you get a a, a one, you, exactly. you're still going to get that two. So it's it's not a it's not a risk thing. Yeah, uh, you you legitimately have a chance to improve.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I love that uh, very much. Um, and I love the fact that like if you roll a five on that Marvel die, the, which is the you, you might not re-roll that because you know you have like a like a two Five five's a good number. Five, yeah, five's <laughs> a really good number. So you could roll like a six or a one.
1: Well you have a thirty-two percent chance of of rolling a six or a one if you re-roll exactly. it. So but, do you want to play those odds or keep the five?
2: But like say you had an edge and you rolled uh the two sixes and then a four on your marble die. Ah, you, yeah. you re-roll that marble die, yep. and you hope for True. that. That I would, that, I would that make one. that
1: gamble anytime. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> <Go for it. laughs>
0: absolutely. Uh, and then they have troubles, which is like disadvantages, is where uh, you have uh, you, you make the the narrator lets you uh, makes you re-roll one of your die that uh, might come up really, and then you have to pro- then you have to take the worse uh, of the two. Uh, and he'll, I think the, I think it says that the narrator actually chooses which die. If that's, if I remember correctly, that's yep. yes, with the trouble. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: That's kind of a, I like that mechanic actually, because it involves yeah, your, your, clever. your, your GM, sorry, I'm not going to call it a narrator, <laughs> but it involves your, your GM in the game a little bit. So he actually has to pay attention or sorry, he or she, uh, or they have to pay attention to what you're rolling. So it's not just, hey, you guys all roll your dice and let me know how it goes. It's, hey, I'm going to watch you roll because if if there's a trouble in this situation, I get to pick which one of these suckers you're going to re-roll.
0: Yep, I, I think, that, and, and, you know, I, I do have some things that I don't really like about the system, but there's some really clever things that I really, and, and that's, that, that's again, another one of those things that I, I, really, uh, I really dig about uh, this 616 system uh this is mixing things up if you have both edges and troubles at the same time they cancel each other out and yada yada uh and then it gives a sample uh sheet of you know spider-man uh there is a lot of stuff on here i love how i'm just going to point this out while i can uh i love this uh this demi plane format just because all of these things And i I can't tell if it pops up does it pop up the uh little oh it does nice so, yeah, I love how, like, you can just hover over something and it, it brings up it the is. power, yeah. you know? I, I I dig that a lot.
2: It's That, that is fantastic implementation in a digital product. Yeah. Uh, it's not just a hyperlink that takes you to it and then you got to back up to go back to where you were in the book. Yeah. Having that pop up is, is
1: really clean.
0: Super clean. Super, like, I cannot speak highly enough now the only thing i want to see in an
1: evolution to this is character sheets that you can edit on your own version no like yeah if you if you have the the demi plane version of this and you're playing a spider-man and you should be able to uh add and subtract things from your sheet not necessarily equipment wise but just for stat-wise, like if you're taking damage or if you're losing an ability score or something, you should be able to modify that on your sheet and have it real-time calculate the new differences and stuff like that. That would be awesome. As much as having a character sheet made on paper is great, if they really want to make the digital implementation fly, then they need something like that.
0: Uh, Rodriguez says, isn't this Cortex? It's not, it's its its own uh, system and Man, I'll tell you what, uh, it's definitely, it's giving, the, the website at least is giving me very, very much uh, Cortex uh, Cortex vibes uh, as far as the, the format is concerned. Uh, Rory's just said, Rory said, uh, Spider-Man looks, like a, a, looks a, like a lot of fun to play. I agree. Um, and then Aaron says, damage is based on archetype, rank, and att- attribute. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, so chapter three goes into uh, game rules. Uh, that goes into character profile, uh, which is uh, you know car- creating your own character. You get your character data, your name, your real name, your you know uh, gender, all uh, eyes, basically all, all your, all your, your details. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so one of the things that I I took me aback when I first was flipping through here is the fact that um, you get the rules for roles and combat and and a rundown of the character. Profile before we even see the creating a character, yeah. uh, a chapter. And at first, I'm like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense." Like, tell me how to make a character before you explain everything about it. And then I'm like, "No, this actually makes a lot of sense to explain everything out to me so that I know where I'm putting these points because right, yeah, it's it." So at first, I was like, "This book's laid out wrong," and then I read it, and I'm like, "No, they. This is intentional. This is yep. smart to put all the information up front." And then give you the options to start building your own character. I,
0: I totally agree, and well, I'll I'll give you my thoughts on on the the, the, the actual physical product. Uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that at the end as well. But yeah, I do I agree with that statement a hundred percent, Ben. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, you're gonna talk about you're gonna give it all your your details. Uh, you go you go into rank and basically ranks are whatever rank you are. And I love the fact that, that they let you choose what rank, what rank you want to start out with. Um, so you can play as like shield agents if you're rank one, or you can like, if they say that, like, if you want to play like a Spider-Man type character, you'd be like rank 10. And then like rank 25 is like, you're Galactus, like that type of, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, silver surfer, that, that type of uh, character. And, and, uh, I guess you'd probably. How would you do? You just like agree to on the tape at the table, like what what rank you're gonna play?
1: Yeah, it would be like a session zero kind of thing. You would all sit down and say, "Okay, are we all playing street level vigilantes, like uh, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where they're basically just uh, mutations with martial arts skills, or something like that, or you know, do we want to be like the Fantastic Four, you know, doing cosmic level stuff and. You'd make that decision, and then you could just sit down and create your characters based on that.
2: Yeah, it definitely feels like it's it's a it's a discussion you have with your table where you're going to fall in on the rank, uh, but it's also open ended enough that like if you have a player that may be new to RPGs and doesn't want to have to juggle twenty different powers Absolutely. around, they could be a rank five character that's like the new person on the team, and yep. and you don't necessarily at least looking at it, they wouldn't necessarily be super fragile like you would in a traditional roleplay game with like, you know, a fraction of the hit points and everything. Um, you know, obviously they'll they'll have some penalties for being below in rank, but um it doesn't feel like it's such a thing as like, you know, running a a second level character with an eighth level party in D and D.
0: Right. you're you're insignificant and not really adding to anything of the, 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 the session
1: that's where you get the characters that have the unusual powers who 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 may not be great in combat but you know they're super smart or something like that like mm-hmm. like you're you get your uh, what are they, what, are they, what was that guy's name from the new mutants cipher uh, Cypher? uh yeah. he was he was incredibly smart he could speak any language he could pick up basically any he, he was incredibly good at that sort of thing but physically, he was just a kid who was just, holy cow, I'm going to get my butt kicked out here <laughs> yep. while people are shooting magma from their hands and, you know, launching projectiles everywhere. So there's some merit to play and stuff like that, too. I mean, you could just focus on all of the intellectual stuff and be uh-huh. like, OK, guys, protect me while I do the smart thing. <laughs>
0: Uh, The next part of this uh, of character creation is you choose an archetype. There's uh, six of them Uh, blaster, which is, you know, you're you're basically, uh, you know, ranged uh, weapons more than likely you're you're fighting people at a distance. I
1: like that Cyclops and Hawkeye are in the same boat in this one. They're they're both effectively (laughs) blasters. Hawkeye Hawkeye is like what you wouldn't think about Hawkeye and Cyclops in the same group. Normally,
0: normally you wouldn't. Absolutely. Uh, bruiser, uh, that's just your tanks, uh, you know, your your hulks, your things, your colossus, uh, geniuses, which is like Dr. Doom, Mr. Fantastic, uh, polymath, uh, which are basically really well rounded champions, more people, like, more like um, Iron Man and Spider Man and Thor, uh, your protector, uh, those who assist defend. Uh, So like Dr. Strange, Invisible Woman, Professor X, you know, those, those type of, uh, and then Striker. And those are people who really kind of get up close and personal and uh, love to, love to fight. Uh, You've got, so this is the thing that, that I, that that I was, I kind of groaned a little bit. I'll be (laughs) honest. I groaned a little bit when I read this, but I, uh, I totally (laughs) give them mad props for, for trying to stay on brand. So yeah, there are there are six abilities in this game and they are might might, agility, resilience, vigilance, ego, and logic. And if you if you take those and make them an acronym, it spells Marvel. And okay. I mean, it's it's, it's, like about brand. Brand. Hey, it's about whatever. Brand. They made it work. It, 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 it is what they, it is yeah they, they managed <laughs> to make
1: it work it it like it none of them none of the abilities are massively overlappy right none of them are just straight up cheese like so no, th- it
0: works I, I i totally agree and i'm I, sure
1: they probably bent their brains around it for a while oh, trying to I'm come sure up with the proper proper wording for it
0: <laughs> but you know what it works mad props to the team for for uh <laughs> making it all uh, kind of come together and yeah, uh, that's okay. Hey, you know what? It is and what it's going it to look is. great on
1: the character sheet going it, it, down the it line. Is. Marvel. It is. Yep, absolutely. <laughs>
0: yep. Absolutely. I, uh, so your average score for any ability is zero. So uh, standard human level abilities range from minus four. If you're extremely ill, hopefully not everybody you know, you know isn't extremely ill. And then plus four is the limit to human ability. So uh, you've got a four-point swing uh, in either way that way. And then that's an eight point simple. swing doug oh eight point. wow four, point, four points from zero let's put it that <laughs> way uh, might uh measures your physical strength uh, um let's see agility of course is your coordination and your reaction time resilience is your stamina uh vigilance represents situ- situational awareness mindfulness dip- discipline ego which i thought w- measures energy self-confidence personal Especially magnetism. Yeah, it's like a charisma stat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then logic represents powers of reason and insight and uh ability checks, uh ability defenses, health, uh focus. Uh let's see here. I'm trying to think of what else. Karma. I forget to, I I totally forgot that I read about karma. Uh, karma represents a wild mix of luck, grit, and destiny that all seems to in- intervene in the lives of heroes. Uh, after a character makes an action check, they can spend a point of karma—a karma to gain an edge on a check. Uh, earning karma—that's that's what I wanted to know. Uh, the if a player did an excellent job role-playing the character, awesome. Uh, if the character rescued somebody, if the character went out, so it's basically like a story point. In if like, you're being a, you're being
1: a hero story. in some way or other. You're likely gonna walk away with some karma. I particularly like the character shouted their catchphrase at an appropriate moment. Like, yes,
2: yes. I kind of want to make comic book heroes.
0: I want to make a character that has like a really absurd catchphrase now, and just so then that way I can say it and like gain karma every single time.
1: (laughs) Well, that's also at the uh, at the discretion of the GM. So, I mean, oh no,
0: no, it says in the book. I guess. It, <laughs> no, it literally <laughs> says right there. The narrator oh, can give a character. Give. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see here. Uh, initiative modifier, basically, that's when you can act during combat. Speed, damage, all
1: the, all the typical stuff. The damage, yeah, yeah, was interesting. The, yeah, in that it's modified. By the speed a thing things was what threw Amanda off earlier when we were talking about it briefly yeah. in the chat.
0: Kind of because about
1: the, it's it is a little bit weird because it's your, your base player. human speed is twenty five plus your agility stat plus further modifiers. So that's why Amanda was really confused by some of the numbers uh, where they added up to like how how is a how is a movement of sixty three allow me to move thirteen spaces? Was, like where's uh, the math there? Spider Man's
2: web slinging ability, I think, is what it was. Yeah, I think, so. I think that's what she was looking at. Yeah. Well, you got that's gravity always, on your side when you're yeah. when you're web slinging, you know. Yeah.
1: That That's always, the, the one thing that always confused, well, not confused me, but that I always found uh, I had trouble with representing in the Marvel games was characters with excessive movement abilities. Like, you get Joe Average Guy who can run 50 feet in a round or whatever, and mm-hmm. then you get somebody like the Hulk who can easily leap city blocks. So, it's tough to maintain a proper map. Like, right. Like, if you have a map that's only so large, like, say you have a map that's like 100 feet by 100 feet marked out in five foot squares, so 20 yeah. squares by 20 squares. What do you do when the Hulk says, or the guy playing the Hulk says, Well, I want to leap across to Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, well, we'll see you in the next game, I guess. What <laughs> I mean, come try and find us when you leap back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I
2: mean, you look at the, uh, towards the back of the book, they've got the, the, character profile for storm and you know her foot speed is 27 or five spaces but the flight speed is 405 or 81 spaces (laughs) like show me someone whose gaming table is 81 spaces (laughs) wide.
1: right Right. (laughs) character playing storm go stand in the kitchen and we'll call call you later
0: (laughs) there are a couple things aspects of this game i think they overcomplicate just like unlike I don't know if if you're playing online i just i don't think like some of that stuff will come into play yeah you're gonna gonna hand wave
1: a lot of that stuff it's gonna be like okay for the time being you're out of everyone's combat range and next round when when you leap back we'll somehow place you in a random spot on the map because you're not going to be super accurate coming back probably if you're playing the hulk you're going to slam into a building and have to fight your way out of it
0: (laughs) Uh, Roy says uh, don't use super tactical maps for supers games. Yeah, no, definitely not.
2: Definitely, definitely a GM not. tip I subscribe to. I uh, I've actually kind of gotten uh, away from maps in in a lot of role playing lately. Yeah, I have much too. prefer much
1: prefer theater of the mind
2: when it comes. Yeah. to you don't you role. don't need
1: a yeah unless unless you're doing like nitty gritty combat stuff. You don't need a you don't need a, a physical map half the time. Iron
0: Iron Man's is ninety nine spaces. Is that for sure?
1: You Where gotta you go. Some repulsors they go.
2: Yeah.
0: Pizwa. uh and then damage and then damage is usually a, a number of uh, d6 that you roll and then plus plus some sort of uh, additional modifier that's,
2: that's like, when you start doing your your algebra equations when you yeah, really yeah. calculate your damage xd
0: oh. plus e, xd6 plus y <laughs> kids make sure you study your math and have uh, your in texas
2: school. instruments
0: calculators with yeah. you at the table oh no <laughs> Fight damage, do, which is like melee damage, I, I believe.
1: They do a great job representing the differences between the, the you know, the little grunts in an organization versus the skill levels of the heroes. like they, they, uh-huh. That part, mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. That, that initial balance point, that's one of the things I always look at in these games. Like, a Joe average Hydra agent shouldn't be any kind of an issue for anybody at Spider-Man's level. And they're not. They're not even close
0: uh let's see here range damage so i like the fact that they have different uh different ranges uh different values for ranged and for melee uh damage uh size because you know people have different sizes power sets backstory your origin your profession and other traits There, right there uh so yeah that's uh that's that let's go down to i like
1: the power sets actually they were very cool yeah it's we'll almost like here. playing a video game yeah, at that point cool. like I, when we were talking about it in our first uh, look, run through of it uh, I, I i likened it to uh, the diablo skill trees where mm-hmm. you pick you, you you get stomp and then you get super stomp and then you get uh, earthquake and then you know you know you progress down your your tree like that kind of thing it's a good way to do it absolutely Just as long as it de- that's where you're going to have a slippery slope when you're trying to design your own powers you have to yeah, be careful that's true. that you don't go way overboard or, you know,
0: and we should t- tell folks that this is just the playtest version. This isn't the f- finished product. Uh, there is actual like larger uh, hardcover book that's coming out in 2023. This is just to kind of get folks playing, trying to test out the system, trying to get just test out the various abilities. And so not everything in this book is going to be in the fin- finished, you know, not in the, whatever's in the finished product. Isn't all that's included in here. So just uh if you pick it up and you're like, eh, I wish this had more, the final product will have more. This is just to kind of get people. I'm curious. You know,
1: like have out. I haven't seen any updates uh really on their forums or anything about it yet, but I'm wondering, um is this going to be the only version of the playtest rules, or are they going to roll out other things for people it's, to work with later? It's probably
2: I, I, going to be the only like public version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether or I, I not be they do a morada or something, yeah. yeah, I I don't think they'll actually update the 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 um the demi plane either. I think it'll be like supplemental sheets PDFs that they put out, um, because otherwise that's a lot of time and effort put into coding all that stuff. Uh, yeah, that's true. that and you'd have can to change it. <laughs> week to week, or yeah. you know, yeah. You know, Month to month and, over the next twelve months.
0: So and, and, and I'll remind folks that this is Demiplane isn't the only digital product they put out. They put out uh, a roll twenty version as well. So mm-hmm. you know you'd uh, have to update uh, whatever yeah. whatever they'll, you put out. They'll do
2: like PD, just blank PDF updates for people, I, but.
0: I would be curious, and if the and Marvel if you're if you're watching this, uh, I would be curious if they offer some sort of discount, if you bought the playtest version of the digital implementation, if they'll give you like, hey, here's $5 off on the fully. Thank Ooh. you for your feedback. Thank you for trying out our product. Here's $5 off. We know you paid $10. Here's $5 towards your, your uh, big big book purchase.
1: How are they going to know who bought what?
0: I mean, you can go right into the like you whoever has it on their account. You could have some sort of like oh, code. oh for the
1: electronic version for sure. Yeah, not for the physical version. No, yeah, no, no, no. no I'm not I'm, really a way
0: to strictly for the digital version. Um, just to convert people over from buying it from you know, this, this I think it would be cool if you got
1: like a, um, an alternate cover for, for purchasing the digital version. That'd be cool. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's not really anything huge, but it's kind of neat.
0: All right. Chapter four is combat. Let's see here. Basically, it goes over sequence of play. Uh, you, did, when you with your team, you uh, with your group players, you determine which positions you're all going to take, and then roll for initiative. Uh, and then you start the ra- Start a new round. Each character takes their turn in initiative order. Uh, if the combat uh, if the combatants still are able and want to fight, they go back to step three, which is start a new round, yeah. and then otherwise this combat ends.
1: Pretty standard. Pretty standard.
0: Pre- pretty standard. <laughs> I do like, the, of course, we have uh, determining positions, and it kind of tells you what kind of range you're in, if you're in line of sight, if you're in within earshot, within range, size, all this and that. I liked this bonus round gimmick where they have that characters that get a fantastic roll on their initiative check they get to take place in like a bonus round, so it's almost like you're getting like a sneak attack almost, yeah. uh, and yeah. you're surprising that. I thought that was very, very clever.
1: It's very it, it, comic book thematic. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: yeah exactly, exactly. So uh, I I like that when I read uh, that stood out to me quite a bit uh, during an initiative. Um, basically, you're gonna roll your your three Ds, your six one six, and then apply your uh, initiative um, modifier, and that's gonna determine your uh, your uh, order uh let's see here uh players get uh for an act for a uh, combat round they get an easy action a standard action and a movement action which is kind of like an effortless action or regular actions yeah. action yeah actually it's pretty standard, pretty standard Really, that's that's kind of what uh, a lot of rpgs give you anyway uh let's go through here i like how you can delay your turn of course that's pretty thematic so yeah. just basic, you know it gives you gives you uh, the example that if you want to uh, reserve your action, you can like, basically, you you can use your, use your movement action. Like, say you're you're Captain America and you're running around and you're being chased by Hydra and you run around a corner and you want to, <laughs> you know, reserve your action for later on to see who comes around the the corner after you to punch them. You can and uh, i thought that was that was a good example of of, uh explaining that all out uh easy actions are basically all that there's really small actions that you can do activate maintain you know uh pick up a small thing standard actions are you know activate maintain this is where
1: you get to argue about well this is small (laughs) to my character yeah
0: (laughs) a little bit
1: that's that's always been a thing in in, in superhero role playing games. Actually, whenever they do things that are um, based on semantics, you get you'll get a lot of debate about stuff like that. It's at least every time I've ever played a super game, anyway. Uh,
0: attack you can you know fight or or you know have a melee or range attack. You can throw something. Um, kind of gives actions for that. You can for reactions. It gives you a whole bunch of reactions. Uh, says oh no so, sorry it gives you two reactions interpose which uh ants skulk so those are the reactions Interposes, to-
1: I was kind of surprised I'm surprised to see it but because it's, it's such a commonly done thing in right. comics you know especially like you get Captain America it, is it, like, oh, yeah you know somebody has just tried to blast this poor unfortunate soul in the head and Captain America just whips his shield out and Bing got it you know that happens all the time, but to have it actually be an ability is kind of a neat idea.
0: Definitely, definitely. There, Like I said, there's some really great things that I love about uh, that I'm digging a, about this.
1: It's a pretty robust
2: combat system. Uh, they've got rules for, like, object hardness in there. So, yep. obviously, you know, if you're going to be fighting around, you're going to be sending either heroes or villains through buildings. Like, they have rules for that. Yep. They have rules yeah. for, you know, just... Uh, different damage types different uh, all that so it's a it it, it feels like it will accommodate yeah. what you want it to which is it's, good
1: it's great that they have rules for for her structure hardness and stuff like that because that that again is always a debate point like oh well my if i have a i have a trick arrowhead that does the same damage as a hand grenade well i shot one into the corner of this building shouldn't that side of the wall fall down well how many points of damage does that do to the structure or the hardness of the building? If it doesn't do enough, the thing doesn't fall over. That's <laughs> yeah, as simple as that. It's none of this. You well, know, well, it should because in this one comic book it did. You know, you get you avoid sure. all of that debate. Then, I mean, you'll still have people saying, "Well, I think For sure. will, I think I should be able to smash more than this," but still, sure. at least you have a rule to look at. In, yeah, and that's in any
2: role play game too. Tell tell me why you should do something cool, and we'll we'll talk about it.
0: So
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, then it gives movement actions, types of movements, combining, fly, uh, co- combining modes, flying, gliding, sl- swing, lining, teleporting. Oh, I forgot that there was that really cool, uh,
1: <laughs> cool picture of Nightcrawler. Yeah. The artwork in this is actually amazing as well. It actually
0: it is really good. Um, I haven't really taken a look at it. I just barely just got the physical copy out before we went live, uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see. Uh, That's
1: going to be one of the big things with the supplements. Actually, is it's going? They're going to be so full of art. Probably,
0: mm-hmm. they'll almost yep. be
1: a collector's item by themselves.
0: Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, so it also gives the rules on. Uh, it gives talk. It gives details on falling, dealing damage, fantastic damage. Love that. Somewhere, Reed Richards is like, "Why am I not making money off this?" Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, it gives you all sorts of damage types and damage resistance, strange damage, holding back. We won't go into all. It that, looks like a
1: lot, but it's really not. There's oh, really yeah, yeah it, exactly. It looks it's complicated, robust, but it but isn't. It's not. Yeah, because a lot of it only applies to certain things, sure. and in, if you don't have that thing, phew, out you go. You're good.
0: <laughs> Condition summary. Yeah, no, I I totally uh, really really uh, enjoy what what I'm seeing so far. And then it goes over objects, you know, size of objects, as it making holes. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> because it happens so damn often in these I games. So. You need a mechanic for making holes and oh things. Oh
0: god! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's everything in uh, combat that uh, like then it has an, a, a uh, character. Chapter five is creating a character. Uh, it just kind of goes over your, you have, uh, there's seven simple steps to create a Marvel multiverse role-playing game character, uh, determine the character's rank, which we said that you probably want to agree upon with your group, create the concept, create, pick the archetype, pick the ability scores, uh, pick the backstory, pick power sets and calculate all the other scores, your action modifiers, defense scores, health, focus, karma, and initiative modifier, uh, speed, flight, da- fight damage and range, uh, damage and size. So yeah. this is
1: definitely something you want to do in a session zero. Mm. Absolutely. Don't don't tell people to say, hey, everybody make a rank five hero and show up on Tuesday and we'll get to play in because that will be a disaster.
2: Um, <laughs> literally just picturing the Spider-Man cartoon meme where they're just standing there pointing at each other. Yeah. They're the same. Thing. Right, right.
0: <laughs> Uh, that's exactly uh, what happens (laughs) so based on the rank you get so many uh, uh, points of ability score points
1: yeah that's actually uh, a really cool idea like that
0: that is yeah that works it it looks pretty decent Um, especially early on you get quite a bit of uh, even at
1: rank 1 you actually have options it's not like a lot of people liken it to like basic uh, Dungeons and Dragons style things you know where at level 1 you've got like two things that you can do you know you can yeah. do A or you can do B, and that is really your only choice until you level up a few times, and then you have hey, I got three or four things I can do, huzzah! But with this, you have five points right out the get right out the bat at rank one, and yep. honestly, I'm thinking most people are probably going to start off at like rank like three to five kind of yeah, thing. Sure. Just so you have a you have a yeah, decent yeah. amount of stuff because nobody wants to play their favorite hero concept and then be like oh well I can't do like ninety percent of what I wanted to do with this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, and then it goes over, you know, powers and abilities. I, I, I we could, we could make this a five-hour-long uh, video if we were or to broadcast if we want to. But uh, the fact that they have
1: spiral in the art in this book really makes me just want to buy the whole book already. <laughs> right, right. I don't. I'm, there, she's, there's I was, some cheap
0: cuts. There's yeah, she's been cuts. one of
1: my favorite favorite characters in Marvel for a long time.
0: Uh let's see here. So you created created your character. Uh it also has a chapter on archetypes.
2: Now this the archetypes chapter is probably one of the most important ones for your character creation. Uh, okay. because depending yep. on what archetype you pick will impact pretty much everything your character can do in terms of stat levels and stuff and and damage levels. So
0: uh so based on your rank, you your ability score cap is, is so much. Um
1: that's a great idea, too, because yep. that prevents you from having one person That's who just, focuses on one thing and it's basically yep. the laser beam that wipes everything out so you don't have
0: that absolutely um there are raised ability caps on uh, on certain archetypes on a certain archetypes uh, and they they give you the list there uh and then just kind of gives you you know it gives you your charts for each uh and this is where Jason this is where you were like. Yeah. What, what's going is, on with my electronic? This with is the one electronic- thing that really screwed me up <laughs> when I was
1: first looking at this PDF because... I, I looked at this table and I was like hey that on the right hand side there I can't see what that says that's really weird so I was trying to drag the table over just like you would like if you were say scrolling through your Facebook you know and they have that click and drag to to move the image around that's what I was expecting so I'm clicking and dragging and I'm like well this is like then I'm like is my PDF borked do I need to go full screen so I'm sitting there fiddling around with that and then I scroll down a bit and see this tiny little slider bar at the bottom I was I, like oh it,
0: oops. it just it, <laughs> it just adds to the fact that I love how interactive this this you know interfaces with the the online edu- tools um so yeah even though it was kind of confusing at first for you jason i i i, uh, I you know i it just goes honestly to that, that is
1: that, that is also the one table that i dislike
0: really because
1: it looks so out of place with all of the really basic things they talk about throughout
0: Okay. and then it's like
1: blob here's a giant table that looks reminiscent of old school like second edition D D. sure sure i mean it's easy enough to use once you look at it i mean it's just the visual appearance of it i was just like wow that's that's looks out of place it's also Basically, one of
2: those things that you're going to look at this during character creation and and whenever you rank up
1: if if yep, you yeah. rank up your heroes um at that but that but for actual <laughs> gameplay you you don't yeah. need to be, you don't, you don't need to reference. No, it. Right. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to have a book open to that table being like, okay, now what can I do here? Cause you'll have that all, that'll all be on your character sheet.
0: Yep. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really great. Uh, they, they give you that. Then they give you a chapter on, uh, back, backstories and, uh, uh, origins, I think is what it was. Let me just take a look here. Uh, traits, backstories and traits. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, so I think include- that
1: might be one of the only stumbling blocks people have as they learn the game is learning the terms for all of the various things. Yep. You yeah, you have you have you have traits, origins, backstories, backgrounds, um, and then you've got your archetypes and all of that sort of thing that goes with it. Once you get that in your head, I think it'll pretty be pretty. That be yeah, it'll be a pretty easy easy go. The, so.
2: and the, the one thing I wish they 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 had in traits here. Um, it it feels like there should be some positive traits and some negative traits and they're all kind of just lumped into the one thing. And depending on what your rank traits are, you'll get some extra traits, but like, you know, if I, I, you
1: you do get the challenging traits.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, okay, I got an enemy. Cool. That's a trait. (laughs) But then, you know, connections is also a trait. So like something's going to hinder me. Something's going to help me. Uh, it's very flavorful for building your own character, but by taking a negative, you don't necessarily get a positive back, and that's something that... That's true. That, yeah. um, uh, or you don't get, you know, not necessarily a one-for-one trade,
1: but you yeah, know, give, give me like, an extra, um, extra point of damage or something if I take a, a giant enemy or something. They Yeah, they did that with um, with Vampire, actually, in this uh, second edition. I don't know if they do it with the current one, but second edition Vampire, you had merits and flaws. Yeah, and the merits took, and like, flaws system. If you took uh, like two or three flaws it gave you like an extra three or four points to spend that you could put into your merits and you had to it was a balancing act you had to balance them out though so if you wanted extra abilities you had to take extra flaws
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, I'm sure there'll
1: probably be a bigger section on that in the
0: core Oh mode. yeah that's, that's that's exactly what I was going to say you know I, this this might be just the initial batch that they that they want to put out and have people play test before they add more into the for the sure, final, yeah. final product uh chapter eight is uh powers uh chapter and basically when you create your own hero it, you know your character's rank tells you how many power sets you can you pick so uh fifth the character only... connects to the five powers and
2: yeah powers is the only section where i felt i didn't necessarily have full control over my character Okay. Um and and part of that yeah. comes from the, the 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 tech trees, you know, the 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 power trees mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. come into this. And I think they're necessary to organize and distill and and help simplify uh character creation and character advancement. But some of them feel a little railroady. Uh, yeah. With yeah. with what you, you can go down do down this path and you're going to be Iron Man when you grow up. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, if I take a battlesuit, yeah, okay, sure, I can have, yeah, maybe I don't have a Titanic frame battlesuit, but eventually I'm gonna just be a, a big tank with my battlesuit. That hopefully there are some some ways in the full release that you can customize some of these a little bit more to give right. your your characters a little bit more. And they do they cool.
1: kind of give you that a little bit in the descriptions. You can choose yeah. depending on the rank of, of the rank of it that you pick. It can be subdermal armor, or it could just be you know like a fla- like a flak suit, or like it doesn't have to be Iron Man armor. Right. But as you as you rank it up, it kind of yeah yeah as you rank it up, it is kind of shoving you towards that eventuality. Sure. Mm-hmm. I do also uh,
2: like that spider powers is apparently such a large part of the Marvel multiverse <laughs> that it gets its <laughs> own tech tree. <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Uh, Ron says, I'm glad that I'm watching this because uh, this is finally coming together for me. As you guys discuss it, I'm following along with my Kindle version. Excellent. Yeah, uh, I will. I almost, I almost pulled the trigger on the Kindle version and got it uh, on, uh, uh, on my phone. Cause I have the Kindle app on my phone and I'm like, no, I have my laptop here at uh, Pax East. Uh, I, I want to try out this Demiplane because I haven't I hadn't tried out the Demiplane uh, uh digital tool sets yet and uh, I kind of want to try it out just on this product and see how it was. I'm glad I did um, actually. Just, actually, uh, really
1: like it. just a just a quick question for Ron. Uh, does it have the hyperlinking, Ron? Like does it yeah, show let us, you let if us you know. click on it? Yeah, I'd does it actually know if- pop up the same thing? I'm curious about that, that.
0: That, that I, I'd love to know that as well. Uh, Aaron says uh, you can get multiple flower sweets at higher ranks so you can mix and match your choices from different trees. Interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you don't have to stay with just uh, just one tree, that's for sure. For sure, yeah.
0: Well, let's see here. I'm trying to think like, if there's anything I just, else. But...
1: I can't wait to see how many page it pages the powers section is. Yeah, yeah. And... That's that's my big thing. It's gonna be it's gonna be like uh, all of the all of the stuff you have in the playtest is all of the exoskeleton, and this rest of this 300 page book is going to be <laughs> <Exactly>. just powers, just powers.
0: <laughs> uh, we could go like a whole.
1: Sure. Yeah, we don't like like need an hour break down for or every...
0: even more longer for for that. No oh, yeah. Um, so. Oh, Ron says I, no. It does. It does not have hyperlinks. It's it does just, not. Okay, I was. I was just, I was just wondering. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, that's that's good to know. Uh, chapter nine is uh, Marvel heroes. Um, Some of so your favorites. How many people
1: scrolled up to that picture and sat games, there for twenty five minutes naming every single hero on that screen? <laughs> Did you really?
0: I didn't. Oh wow! I don't even know if I could. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it gives you the stats for a lot of popular, uh, you know.
1: I like heroes. that they gave you the core, the core heroes as an example, so that you can base like power level stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if as, as, a, yep. as an, as a GM, you can look at these and say, okay, if this is what a, uh, a, a Carol Danvers looks like, so I'm going to use that as the basis of my own big bad for my one shot or actual play or whatever
0: yeah I I would love to see more I'm, I'm excited to see more of these actual like superheroes uh in in the finished product and I'd probably they'll probably do villains I don't think I did I can't, there are I no
2: remember. villains in the I was in
0: the playbook say, I don't but, think I remember seeing any villains uh, in this um,
1: when I was reading yeah
0: they're well, they're I, sort I, of
1: they're sort of are in the, yeah. in, the, in, the in the module Yes.
0: Oh okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get the, I have not read the module stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. They're, I have they're not read They kind of villains, yet. but they're kind of
0: not villains at the same time.
1: <laughs> because yeah. they, really, they kind of cheat the system a bit to get their villains.
0: I, I But I I won't
1: spoil it for anybody who doesn't want to read the adventure.
0: Yeah, I did not read the adventure in case I had to I had I, I was gonna get a chance to play it, but I, I don't know if anybody will want to GM it on the show or not, or if I'm gonna have to set up mm-hmm. step up and, in, and run it, but uh yeah, no, I I, I purposely s- did not uh, read that uh, part of it. Uh, we have... Chapter 10 is uh, the chapter for the narrator, which, you know, uh, the... So the playtest rulebook assumes that the game's narrator is a seasoned role player who has rolled lots of dice before. And... I mean...
2: This is this is I, both good and kind of a misstep on yeah, their part. I realize they, I need, to keep,
0: bad about that. they yeah. need to
2: keep keep the the, the the size of the book down, or like why bother? Um if you're just gonna print the whole book and then basically have to put out a second edition immediately thereafter. Um but yeah, you know, it would have been good to have just a maybe, maybe a little bit more, like you know. I, I think you probably could have gotten away with uh you know, one or two fewer pages in uh, in traits uh, for the for the uh, playtest book, and and you could have put that into the narrator part of it. Sure.
0: So. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. It just says it goes over. Uh, it, you know, if you want to use a map, if you want to do theater of the mind, if you want to use miniatures, freeform, playing on a grid, all the you know tips that you're supposed to be doing you know if you're you're GMing a game so it also gives you an adventure called enter Hydra which I mean I don't want to spoil it for anybody but this is for just the narrator's stop eyes stop reading we won't, we won't read that uh, I like that, that they, they chose industry. Hydra
1: because everybody like every <laughs> hero has that moment where they're just absolutely raffle stomping a bunch of low-level peons Right. And that's going to give everybody playing like the first their, their first time in this game is just going to be like, ha, 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 I am mega powerful, just like mm-hmm. smacking swaths of Hydra agents to the side. Uh,
0: so yeah, so we'll let uh, those that want to uh, run that and uh, read it for themselves. And uh, uh, Jason, I guess you read it already. Do you want to just kind like, of give like your thoughts, just, just kind of um, generic, non spoiler free?
1: It's a good adventure, actually. It, 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 the, they deliberately tailored it to push you to use all of the basic ability checks, all of the basic, uh, um, um, uh, attribute checks. Well, I can't remember what they're called now. What do they call the attributes? The marvel, what is that
0: ability? Uh, is it, is it attributes. Attributes.
1: Attributes. uh okay, yeah. so the. the the adventure pushes you to make use of all of those to show your players what they can be used for, how they affect gameplay and stuff like that. Um, there's enough bad guys and it's so there's enough nostalgia for anybody who's read comics and they know about Hydra or anybody who's seen the movies. They know that Hydra is just a organization full of mostly low level peons with a few high level people. Yeah. So you you've got that right out of the right out of the gate. No one's going to be like, "What's a Hydra agent?" Like very very rarely, unless you have a person completely new to comic books and games sure um it's short it's succinct it doesn't mess around too much it does have some jumping off points where you could continue the adventure how, so all, how, all in all it's well done
0: how long do you think a session would, would be to play it out
1: um it depends on your players honestly yeah if they want to do a lot of interacting amongst themselves it could take a while if they want to just get down to the nitty-gritty of the adventure i would say two to three hours tops okay to really really do it some justice. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it could be, it's a pretty, without feeling too forced or anything, like you're always going to get your uh, Scooby-Doo party member who's going to be like, what's this box? (laughs) This box on the desk. I don't know what this box does. And they're all looking at it for half an hour debating what they should do with it. And your narrator is just like, oh my god, it's just a box,
0: guys. I've never (laughs) seen a player that does that before. I've never, never done that.
1: Players do that, Jason? Oh, all the time. All the time.
0: Uh... (laughs) So Ghost, uh, Ghost Raccoon says a lot of people will likely be running an RPG for the first time with this. And that's one thing that I will uh, we'll talk about a little bit later. But, yeah, uh, I agree. I think that that's, that's true. And uh, I don't think that they can necessarily assume that the GM is experienced with this. That's, uh, that's another.
1: I could see we'll, a we'll, lot of people yeah. doing the whole, hey, mm-hmm. I like comics. I've liked the Marvel movies. I've never touched a role-playing game. I'm gonna pick this up because I have a lot of knowledge about what's in, what's in the that box. <laughs> That's a seven reference for anyone who was not paying attention. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, but yeah, like I could see somebody picking it up for the first time and being like, okay, let's see how this works. And honestly, I think it's not a bad first RPG to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, if you pick up the playtest book, you you would definitely be familiar enough with the rules by the time the launch goes.
0: Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, Aaron also gives uh, the thumbs up on the roll twenty module, so that's good to hear that the roll twenty module is really well done. Um,
1: oh, and it only took an hour and forty minutes for their play for their actual play. Nice, nice. There you
0: go. Uh, Rodrigo says, "I think it's a very elegant system, robust but quite elegant." That's very, uh, yeah. That's probably a very good read on. I haven't uh, checked
1: out the Reddit or... forum for it yet, but I'm sure there's probably hundreds of people doing. Yeah. Uh, these are my new power. Like they're going through the comics and saying, "Okay, let's stat these people."
0: <laughs> so, glossary really well done. Um, with the, I, I the was glossary amazed
2: on. to see this in a playtest book.
0: Yep. Yeah. yep, all I right. was too. Uh, super, super stoked that uh, it's. I, I I'll be honest with you, I hadn't f- scrolled all the way this far uh, by the time I'd get, gotten done with Paxi. So it's really nice to see that they have a, a glossary rules reference. Look at that. Just kind of quick.
1: Yep. I love it when I love it when, when, yep. Yep.
0: Love it when uh, the, uh, a rule book has a uh, rules reference uh, t- uh, sheet. And then, of course, the credits uh, for the system. Uh, the system, the D616 system is Mike Caps, Matt Forbeck, and John Knee. And uh, the writer is Matt Forbeck. forback cover artist. Uh, I, I, there are some variant covers. And to We'll talk of i'll talk about that in just a little bit and i just want to i just want to give a shout out simeon cogswell they're amazing i've worked with them a few times uh, and yep uh and when i was announced that they were doing the uh, graphic design for this uh, this project and for this uh, for this um, good. product i was super stoked for them simeon congratulations and we'll talk about this in just a little bit when when i give you my thoughts on the uh, actual physical book um shout out to simeon they're they're <laughs> awesome they're awesome uh let's see here play testers thank you all to all the play testers for for uh I,
2: it, it does amuse me that there are already a list of play testers in the play test rule book but yeah hey. you know. <laughs>
0: Oh, and my and my guy Jim Zub is in here. That's awesome. Look at this. I, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at the playtesters and like I'm. I'm looking at all the people that I know in here. That's so awesome. Uh, Jim Zub. Of course, we all know him. He's a, a legendary comic book create uh, artist. Uh, Will Sobel. Will is another one that uh, Ryan Schoon. Awesome. Look at this. This is like a who's who of people that I like. Uh, I'm. I'm
1: like even even I know some of these people. Yeah
0: yeah that's amazing good deal good deal so yeah thank you i like to the dedication play-tested this already and then of course the d- dedication to stanley that's a, that's a cool dedication Jack in, a, in, a, in a, a comics game yeah.
1: to have dedication to gygax and Arnis and that's pretty awesome
0: absolutely absolutely awesome so that's what the demiplane uh, digital su- tool set looks like. From what we can tell, the uh, the Roll20 uh, edition is, is actually really well done, uh, according to Aaron, which we will, I will believe 100% because I'm sure Aaron would not steer us <laughs> wrong will, in that. We regard. will accept
1: Aaron's word at face value.
0: Um, but now that I've seen that and I have the digital, uh, the physical, uh, the, the physical book in my hand let's i'll turn off the blur a little bit in my in my screen so then that way it doesn't kind of blur out the the uh the physical book ben you have this as well mm-hmm. um getting one to jason probably wouldn't get there until 2024 i uh, would have the core book copy. in hand
1: before the play test um, arrived
0: i i i'm just flipping through this just like probably 20 minutes before we went live and i simeon of course, Simeon's done a lot of great, great things in uh, their the, during their career. They they did the layout for a lot of the RuneQuest. Uh, they did the layout for the RuneQuest Starter. And that is amazing. The, really, the that's quest I'm I,
1: I'm a big fan of that. I did not. Yeah, know Yeah, the
0: RuneQuest Starter for uh, by Chaosium is just a phenomenal product. If yeah, you are thinking about is, getting into it is a uh, RuneQuest. Uh, that that uh, is, I'm going to tell you right now. Pick it up because it's probably one of one of the best values in in role playing. Um, and Simeon did that, and I'll tell you what this is. A, this is right up there. Simeon, you did a great job. I'm um, I'm super stoked. Like as it's much as clean, I, it's yeah, easy it's- to
2: read. Uh, the charts are appropriately sized. And I'm not squinting at little tiny numbers trying to figure out what's going on. So the
1: large, the large tables, like the scrolling ones that I had in my PDF, those are all laid out nice. They, oh, they're on. Oh, they that's cool. I like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So and, I, nice. and I like the fact that the, like there's very there's very few pages that are just text. Like it seems like every page has some sort of percentage. Sh- of, there's a. Like, there's it has to. Mechanic. It's a comic
1: book game. Exactly. You can't not <laughs> exactly. put comic book art there. That would yep. look so weird.
0: Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of this. For ten bucks, this is a great buy, folks. I'm telling you right now, go if your friendly local game store, your comic book store has copies of this, pick it up. If you're thinking about just trying out an RPG, pick it up. Because I can't I can't say enough. I, I ordered three copies just because I, I know I'm I'm gonna be stoked for uh, and I'm gonna wear one of them out, just and then I just want to have one. So this, did, there yeah. were variant covers of, of the playtest rules. So there are variant covers, just like they did with like just like they do with comic books. And I wasn't really sure. And I think I said this on the last uh, on the last video that we did when we were like do the the pay to playtest uh, uh, video. I I wasn't sure if I was gonna get into like the whole collecting, you know, the different variant covers. Now that I have one of them in my hand, I'm like. Oh, I want the variant. Gotta covers. get them all. I want them all, and that's exactly what they that what why they did it too. Oh
1: yeah. Well, come on. Wait till the core rule book comes out, and they have like seventeen variant covers with foil <laughs> or something foolish yeah. like that. <laughs> People will be uh,
0: paying a premium for those. I really, I, Ben. What what are your thoughts on this uh, on this physical copy?
2: Uh, I I like it. Uh, as you said, the price point is perfect this uh if it had been any more uh i i don't think it would be a successful you know purchasable play yeah yeah i, I think um, at 15
0: dollars this is it probably wouldn't feel as i mean it, it would probably it, it, sell but it wouldn't sell like you wouldn't feel yeah. like you're getting a great deal people
1: will grab it. that just because it's something yeah, it's cool to read yeah. or they want to just check out the art
0: and like for 10 and, for
1: 10 bucks the art alone is worth it. And it's
2: cheap enough that if you're just a Marvel collector, you're not going to blink. Mm. You're like, "Oh, yep. this is a yep. this is a piece of, of, of Marvel I'm going to add it to
0: my collection." Yep. So, yeah. it's 100 and 120 pages. How many how many pictures are comics usually now?
1: 30 20, 24? Twenty-four? <laughs>
0: Twenty-four to thirty, yeah. Four? Are they really? I think in a while.
1: When I was a young man, uh <laughs> they Full were thirty two pages. And, and that, then how that much was com-
0: the- comics are what, four bucks, five bucks now?
1: Five to six.
0: 30. Oh really? Look, see,
1: that's what that's what priced yeah. me out of collecting. Yeah. When I stopped collecting, so, they were three dollars and twenty cents Canadian, and I was for, like, No, nah, I'm out, guys.
0: For the price of two comics, Actually, for less than two price of two comics, you can pick yeah. up this 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 booklet. And it's endless hours it's of game. fun
1: right there. Even even like it's a comp it's yep. the rules are fairly complete. You you can make uh, up your own powers and abilities if you want, but
0: Rodrigo says it's already out of stock in Amazon. Oh, wow. So, oh <laughs> man. i f I'm Rodrigo, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now that Debbie plane. I, and and if anybody's watching this and and they're watching it after the fact after we're after we're live, I'm gonna put the links to the Demiplane uh, website in the comments below or in the description below, and uh, also put it on. I'll I'll get the I'll put the uh, Marvel RPG like just where you can find it on your friend the local game store. Uh, I'll put the link for Amazon, and then I'll also put the for the the roll twenty version as well. But uh, I. Uh, even before I had the physical version in, the, in my hand, the Debbie plane version actually had me sold. Like, so even if you can't get, even if you're just going to get the, uh, a digital tool set. Um, yeah. I, I, I think for 10 bucks, it's, it's still well worth it just because it's all hyperlinked. I love those little pop-up windows. Um, they did. A really- the fact
1: that that little table of contents option follows you on every single page is awesome. Like as, you, as when you click in the, when you click into any any of the tabs in the book you have the little table of contents in the bottom left-hand yeah. corner that you can scroll through to jump around the entire book. Yeah, yeah. Like it starts off with the section you're working in, but if you're like, "Hey, I want to read something about, you know, I'm like you're in the combat section, I want to read something about archetypes." You just click on archetypes in the table of contents thing and it takes you right there immediately so you don't have to scroll all the way back to the top or start over.
0: Yeah. No. Um, The the, the few things that I would probably not, that that probably don't meet my expectations are when I originally heard about this and knowing it was a 3D6 system, I assumed that it was going to be more rules light and more story driven. And I feel like some of the aspects... And, of course, it's an RPG, so you can kind of take out whatever mechanics you... You know, you, you play it however you want to play it, however your group wants to play it. I, I figured it was going to be a little more rules-light. Am I hugely disappointed? No, not really. I mean, it's fine. It's, it, they do a good job. And I don't think it's super... I don't think it's super math-heavy that you're just going to be like, oh, my God, I can't stand this. Um, but I think for an entry-level RPG... It might be a little math heavy, but it's still not horrible. Um
2: I I think the biggest complexity of this game is gonna be character creation and character <laughs> maintenance. Yeah. Uh and I think that's the way it goes with most super role players. Oh, yeah. Half
1: the um, time you're playing is gonna be just character creation. Yeah. yeah. I think There's so I, many options. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I think the game will flow well once you're playing it. Um, I don't think it's so crunchy. You're not looking up no. tables and everything all the time. No, all the um, time. So, um,
1: And, you know, after a session or two, you're going to know what your character can do, and it's going to be second-hand. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't, when the game fully launches on Demiplane, if they don't have uh, an automated character creation system, just like D&D Beyond has
0: that would be like good. you want to
1: make a striker. Yep, click striker. Boom, here will automatically populate your character page with the basics of it. You're just click your modifications, click your power suites, click this, click that. You know, boom, yep. boom, boom. Here's your character. You want to print it? No, you want to save it? Okay, you want to fire it off online? Here you go. Yep. Um, then you'll have people with 7,500 pre made superheroes. <laughs> like, because what else you got to do in your spare time when you're not playing, right? You're gonna make a character. <laughs>
0: Uh, Ron says it's about as crunchy as 5e. Yeah, I, I would. I, yeah, I'd, I'd give it that. As, 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 yeah. That that's exactly how I would probably compare it to, um, which is if fine. You I mean, 5e, 5E, 5E crunchy. Th- yeah. 5, yeah, 5e isn't. You know, it, it doesn't have any problems gaining new new players. Uh, you know, as it goes well, on.
1: And it's like I said with the with the uh, the power suite thing. It's very video gamey so people are going to easily yeah. figure that system out like hey i pick this ability i can move on to that ability with my next with, with my next level up or whatever they want to call it That's my right. next advancement you know people people are used to that sort of mechanic so it will be very easy for them to understand
0: um the covers really like again i i expected the playtest version to be pretty much almost like a comic book but this is almost this is it's got a cover like a like a graphic novel so yeah if you're, it's got if a you're nice... familiar
2: uh, with like a trade paperback yeah uh, that's exactly what it is it's that kind of glossy paper with the semi-rigid cover um the the glued binding uh it's not stapled yeah no it's a it's a very very good physical quality
0: yeah um and it's 10 bucks uh, Jonathan says, uh, let's see here. The rules have a lot of issues. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's
1: a play test. So, yeah, it is yeah. a
0: play test. So, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, they, they want to get feedback on. on uh, on, on That's what they want you out. to do.
1: They want you to run the rules around and see if you can break them or find inconsistencies or yep. show something that breaks the system.
0: Absolutely. Uh yeah, I think that's probably gonna do pretty much uh, our uh, uh our our, uh, our initial thoughts. Jason says, might determines accuracy in combat, so a character like Hulk can easily hit Sp- Spider-Man." Hmm, interesting. Well, I'm sure that all that will uh, will be given back as play tests to feedback to. Uh, to, to the designers and to the folks that are putting this product out um, mm-hmm. yeah uh, any last uh, comments as far as this, this product is concerned Ben uh, Jason uh... I,
2: I think it's gonna I think it's gonna do well uh, they've yeah. got the bones here to have a nice product in 2023 and uh, if they can keep it up and, and listen to feedback and and continue to uh, put the the, the quality uh and the the attention that they've obviously put into the playtest book in terms of layout and and design and everything i think they can have a really good
0: thing so absolutely jason what about you any last uh, comments um i think it'll be a good game
1: i don't know that it's going to be wildly successful like mass markety
0: that's that's kind of oh, my but, thoughts too mm-hmm.
1: only only because there are a lot of other superhero RPGs out there doing the legwork for what this game is going to be standing on, like Champions and all the other generic games. Um, so, if you're looking to like if you're looking to break into the role playing crowd, I don't know how easy that's going to be for the characters or for the not for the characters, sorry, for the people that already have been playing superhero games for the decades in the past here because they're going to be very fond of the systems they have. So this, this will need to definitely introduce something remarkable for them to want and for them to want to pick this up.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That's going to do it for our uh, broadcast of uh, our initial thoughts of the Marvel multiverse role-playing game. Uh, If you are a fan or if you have any comments as far as the, this uh, system and as this new playtest book and, uh, let us know in the comments uh, down below. I'll be, I'm usually, I'm really good about uh, getting back to folks uh, comments. And uh, if you enjoyed this video, or if you're excited about the multi, uh, then Marvel multiversible playing game, hit that like button down below. Uh, we, we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, I will remind folks that uh, VCG, the show that you're watching right now is sponsored by black moon games. And if you're in the Northeast, you can uh, pick up all sorts of gaming, find gaming products at shop black moon.com. And, uh, Tony at black moon games will be glad to uh, send out all sorts of uh, gaming goodness to your doorstep and uh, if you're in the Lebanon New Hampshire area make sure to check them out uh, oh Jason uh, Jonathan also says check out the Facebook group for the game yes we will definitely do that absolutely absolutely uh, it's it, it'll be interesting to see where where uh, the community kind of gathers around I'm, I'm i'm sure that the uh facebook group is probably one of those so all right that's gonna do it for this episode of victory condition gaming remember winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table thanks everyone for joining us live if you're listening to the audio podcast uh, like i said make sure to join us every monday night at 9 p.m eastern or uh on wednesdays at 9 p.m for actual plays. all right See you next time. Thank you so much. And remember, winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table. Bye now. Thanks so much for watching this video, Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, It really is greatly appreciated, and if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victoryconditiongaming. We have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much.